Welcome to the Stephen Sully study. I've got my, um, this is actually a bit of a, a special podcast for me. I'll tell you why. This is the first time ever I've done an interview over Zoom because of this, uh, this situation that we're in. So I've got Skip. I'm not going to try and pronounce your surname if you can do it for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm terrible pronouncing names. Um, so anyway, I, I, um, I got connected with you uh, via a friend of mine called, called Ash. Um, he runs a company called Well Infinity. I've done some public speaking for them. And Ashley's always been one of those guys that is really well connected, very knowledgeable. You know, he's got a good way about him. And usually everyone he's put me into are like-minded. And when I started finding out about your story, you know, uh, ex-athlete, you've gone through successes, you've gone through challenges, you've got some really good lessons. Um, you talk about, mental health mental well-being sorry well-being just in in itself uh fueling your body naturally and then more importantly um you do a lot of public speaking and and you've got your own business as well and you've aligned yourself or worked alongside the likes of tony robbins etc so where shall i start let's talk about your uh your your background in um being an athlete because I, i boxed myself um I was meant to fight this year. Unfortunately, it got cancelled. Um, I had my first comeback fight last year after six years. So I love speaking to other athletes and talking about, you know, the certain things they've gone through in order to get into peak, peak, uh, peak shape and also state of mind. So um, your your craft then, what, what, what was it you were doing? It was gym, uh, gymnastics. Okay. And it, so the journey in, in being an athlete was... Uh, I, I was a kid who had so many health conditions and well, was covered from head to toe with eczema, had chronic asthma, uh, allergies to dust, to animals, to pollen, to grass, was always on some type of antibiotics. And and I just thought that I was in a coma with pneumonia. Wow. Uh, and I just thought that that was just the way that my life was going to be. And when I got introduced to, because anytime I did any type of um, sport, what would happen is I'd have an asthma attack. Now, back early on, I started to realize that I was getting information from different information from two different sources. What the medical industry was telling me to do, the doctors, the nurses, don't do any exercise because if you do exercise, you're going to have an asthma attack. So what I learned was that they deal with the cause of stuff. Where, where I got told was from a friend of mine um, who he's actually now uh, Captain America's um, stunt double. Wow. His mum said he needs to get and do sport. And my mum was like, but when he does sport, he has an asthma attack. And she said that's because he's got weak lungs. He needs to get stronger and stronger and stronger and then his body will cope with it. Because what I learned was that what makes the body weak is decreased workload. So when I started to put this workload on, yes, I went through still having attacks, but it wasn't long until the attack stopped because now the body was getting stronger. And I just fell in love with gymnastics. Um, got started winning some local competitions, but then what happened was my, um, they had me, I got told by a coach who was coaching me at the time, hey, you could be one of the youngest kids to go to the Olympics for gymnastics. Now for a kid, that was just like, that became my world. I want to be the youngest kid to go to the, Olymp- uh, to the Olympics. And they had me say at assembly and became like a bit of a hero at school. Two weeks after that, my dad goes and leaves my mum. Sorry, my mum goes and leaves my dad for my gymnastics coach. So my oh, dad wow. says, that's it, son. No more gymnastics. So the thing that wasn't just the thing that I loved, 
it was the thing that was fueling me up better than any other field I'd ever had in life was actually gymnastics. Because I realized that in life, when you're passionate about the things that you do, nothing is gonna electrify you like passion. There's no drug, there's no drink, there's no food, there's no substance that can literally electrify us like the things that we can get passionate about. I second that, definitely. 100%. So, it, you know, it's the fuel of champions. You know, we love what we do because it's a hard journey. It's not easy doing this, but when you get it, there's no other way to live because what you, what you experience is on the other side of what most people are going through at the moment. So that stopped me doing gymnastics and a lot of the problems came back and then between 11 and 18, the weight was up and down, emotions was up and down, problems were up and down. And I did something really weird that maybe when I say this, half of your listeners are gonna get turned off towards me, um, but I started to talk to the universe. And I just start to say, look, what the hell has to happen so I can just wake up and join life? Because I put weight on, I was emotionally unstable, I wasn't doing anything where I was feeling that passion. And I hated myself, I hated life. I didn't understand how people could be happy and successful, I just didn't get it. And when I start talking to the universe and asking those questions, you know, what has to happen so I can be in a body I'm proud of? What has to happen so I can love life? What has to happen so I feel good about myself? The only message I got was go back to gymnastics, but it didn't make any sense to the brain. And I started to realize on very quickly that we get to absorb life through three different modalities. One is the mind, the other is the body, and the other is the spirit. And they're all different mechanisms. And I ended up, so it was the spirit saying, you gotta go back to gymnastics, you gotta go back and do this. And, but it didn't make sense to the mind. But yeah, I knew if I went back, my body was going to win because of it. So I, anyway, so many internal battles. I ended up going back to gymnastics, found myself a coach, did a year with him. And it was coming towards the end of that year where I had an accident in the gym and broke my back and got told I was never going to walk again. And Jesus. when, yeah, when information like that comes in, like ask you this question, can your mind make you ill? What do you say? Uh, actually, well, what I know now, it can. Yeah. yeah. So at the same time, can our mind make us well? Yes. So the mind, we can use it for life producing stuff or we can use it to destroy life. We can use it for either. And it's our choice to decide what we want to get involved with. It's your perception of the world and you, the experiences that you go through. 100%. Exactly that. So when, when I realized all this stuff and... But I fell on the trap. You know, I didn't want to speak to people. I didn't want to be around anyone. I went into a major, major victim um, uh, mode. And because I didn't know what was going to happen. And what, I, you know, when you're told you're never going to walk again and you're an athlete, and all of a sudden I'm like, for, you know, sorry, excuse my language, but, you know, sake. I've just got, got in good shape now. And now I'm being told I'm never going to walk again. What is the point to this stupid life? There's just no point. And, and I think then if I could have taken my life, I probably would have. Um, but what I've also learned is that life can always hold a bigger vision for ourselves than what sometimes we can see within the mind. And mum comes in one day and she says, look, I don't think it's game over. Um, I found someone, he broke his back. He came back fitter and stronger than before. He's inspired millions of people across the world. 
I'm like, who are you talking about? She goes, Bruce Lee. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake, man, yeah. he's a movie star and this stuff ain't real. I, she I, goes, no. I, I'm not even joking. Like, when you was just describing it, my, the, the, the person in my mind was Bruce Lee because I, I remember watching the... Uh, the film, one of the films where he gets his bro- uh, back broken because someone kicks him in the back and the doctor say, you're never going to come back. And obviously, lo and behold, he does. Yeah. So the power of, you know, understanding that we don't want to take on any limiting belief. And when I heard about him, I was like, hang on a minute. If he did it, then why can't I? And this is where the power of the human spirit comes in. So I just started to change my belief system. And I was like, right, this has happened for a reason. I want to find a way out of this. I'm going to walk again. And by following, and you know, it opened me up to people like Confucius, who inspired people like Bruce Lee. And these spiritual leaders who their teachings are just as powerful, probably even more powerful today than what they were back thousands of years ago. So when I opened up to, I know it sounds weird, but the force of life, the intelligence that is continually growing and expanding and becoming more, when we can open up to that, what comes through is a different energy. What comes through is a different creative flow. What comes through are different ideas, different solutions. So I opened up to that. Cutting a long story short, ended up learning how to walk again without any operations, without any, um, you know, without any drugs or anything like that. And just found more of these answers from within. And eventually when I was, you know, walking and running and jumping and being free within the body, Um, Because there was no fear, I ended up going back to gymnastics and gaining the English title. And what that proved to me was that, holy cow, when I looked back with what I learned about the body, I can't take that education away. I can't take that experience away. So what I learned was that the bigger the challenge, the bigger the blessings that are waiting for us on the other side if we go through that challenge. And a challenge is just like climbing a mountain. It's like, you know, why would someone want to go and climb the mountain? Because you get to find more of yourself on the journey. When you get on the top of the mountain, you can look around, the views are great. And then you come down the mountain and you're like, I just freaking conquered that mountain. But in life, there are mental mountains. There's relationship mountains. There's financial mountains. There's business mountains. There's all these mountains. But when we climb them, what we pick up on the journeys are more strength, more balance, more flexibility, more love, more compassion more of all the good stuff that we want to be living with so that when we go and we express ourselves in a certain way, what comes out of us is something that's now potentially going to add more life to somebody else. So I'll give an example. Like some of the greatest songs in the world, some of the greatest movies in the world, some of the greatest books that have been written have come from when someone's been challenged. So when I say to you, like you're an athlete, you're an, you know, you've know, you got your art studio, and you are now doing a podcast where you want to inspire other people, inspire other people. And you're saying that, right, you know, people just absorb what it is that I'm sharing with them. Within that, they might find a golden nugget. They might find a, an answer. They might have an epiphany, light bulb moment, where all of a sudden they can go and inspire their life. But why do you want to do that? Hmm. Why are you now doing the podcast? Why am I doing it? Yeah. Um, as I mentioned just before we started, it's a couple of things, really. Um, I mean, uh, when I was younger, I was coming out of school, didn't really have any qualifications. Um, I've learned later on in my life uh, last year that I was uh, titled ADHD and 
had dyslexia and everything else and it kind of explains a little bit how how I was at school couldn't really focus but very very uh, hands-on sport boxing football squash you know I, I was very very competitive and now looking back I'm 34 years of age had I had something at 16 17 years of age or maybe even earlier something like a podcast I could have tapped into something like a YouTube channel I could have watched someone uh, talk about their life and what they've learned and things that they, they've enjoyed and things that they've um, found challenging, it could have shaped my desire to go down a certain route f- far quicker. Now, I, 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 was, I became a plumber straight away, not because it was my own dream. Um, it's because my mum and dad convinced me to do it instead of going to the Royal Marines. I went to sign up and my mum said, look, you're going to die, uh, get a qualification like electrician, a carpenter or a plumber underneath you and you, and you never go broke. And what I've said in one of my podcasts before is you either have your own plan or you become someone else's plan. And um, I found I was living my the plan of my mum and dad's. And I'm not knocking them for doing that. They were just trying to protect me. I hated it, but I, I, I said to myself, I hate this, but I'm going to do it uh, just to please them. And I'm going to qualify. After I qualify, I'm going to revisit what I want to do. Qualified after three years, became a barrister's clerk because my belief was, People that who are, who are dirty, climbing underneath baths or going into building sites, they can't possibly be wealthy because they're dirty all the time. So uh, if I put on a suit, I must become wealthy. So I went and be a, become a barrister's clerk. And after a few months, I realized it wasn't for me either. And I realized just because I've got a suit on doesn't, doesn't mean I'm going to be wealthy. And one of the best things happened to me, which is going to sound very weird. I got knocked off my motorbike um, and I was split my kidney open. And I got rushed into hospital and I was there for, for, for some time. Um, and it had a, I had a lot of time for me to uh, think and recap. I'm only a young man at this point. I'm 19 years of age. And anyway, a friend came in, uh, to see me and he was in sales. Went to school with me, but I hadn't seen him since like school. He said, look, I heard you, you got knocked off your motorbike. And um, I... Um, I've uh, we, we've spoken a few times, you know, but not uh, you know it wasn't it wasn't like one of my best friends. And um, he said, like, I feel like you got the personality for sales. You know, this is how much I'm earning. I was like, wow, you're earning that amount of money. And I kind of thought, nah, it's too good to be true. He said, look, give it a go, get yourself better, come down for an interview and see what you can do. And with that, I went down there, and it was unbelievable. So what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way to, to answer your question is that. I didn't even know there are other things in life, like other worlds. I really, I, I wasn't exposed to it. I was exposed to you're either a builder, you're either an accountant, you're either a school teacher, maybe a doctor if you're really educated or a pilot, but that is it. That's it. There's nothing else. And a part of podcasts and interviewing people like yourself, other athletes or other business people I've had on the podcast, I'm hoping it'll reach you know a young person and say, look, even if you've got a great education or not a great education, there are plenty of opportunities out there for you. And this is what I'm hoping to, to do with, with, with interviews like this. See, because what you've got behind it is heart and soul. It's wanting to help. It's wanting to make the next generation uh, more, where you can save them time. You can save like, some of the battles that you went through. It's like, my God, back then, if I'd have had the podcast, the YouTube channels and all this stuff, could have saved them time. Yeah. Because now we're getting down to the truth. We can get back health. We can get back money. We can get back love. We can get back most things in life. But the only thing that no one can get back is time. And if you can start to save people time, 
you're in flow with the biggest force behind life because we all know that clock is ticking. We all know that we're gonna pass at some point. We all know we're gonna die. In that journey, what we want people to have is a consciousness shift. What's going on on planet Earth now, especially through this whole COVID-19, this whole coronavirus chapter, is it's shaking humanity up in a way that I've never experienced this in my life, where we're having to look at our business differently, we're having to look at people differently, we're having to look at how we communicate, how we connect with people differently. Like for me, my thing was running live events. So we would run live events all around the world for tens of thousands of people every single year, and we would run them out in Singapore, Malaysia, Bali, Thailand, uh, Vietnam, Philippines, Spain, all places where we have to fly to. Mm-hmm. Now we can't do any of that. Yeah. So now we're like, okay, we now got to look at stuff differently because if we don't do the inner work, it's all right doing being, being an athlete. Like anything that you athletic, whether it's boxing, football, all of this stuff, you can jump straight into it and just absorb yourself in that world because for you it's safe. But that's something for the body. What are we going to give the mind? Where all of a sudden, what the mind is now absorbing and new ideas, new realities, new belief systems. All of a sudden we can realize, oh, hang on a minute, I was taught this and this and this, but it doesn't have to equal that. Like I was taught like one plus one equals two, but one plus one can also equal 11, <laughs> depending on how we look at it. If we want a bigger on the upside, then we just got to change the way that we look at things. When we change the way we look at things, the things we're looking at actually change. So that comes down to business, it comes down to ourselves, it comes down to our response to life because the one thing that we all know is gonna happen is challenges. Yeah. So we can't avoid the challenges. What we can do is when we get challenged, now what we're doing is we learn how to bounce back to a challenge with more empowerment, with more love, with more, because this whole game of life, when we get rid of this competition, this competitive energy, which in sport we need it. It's healthy in sport because it's controlled. There are rules to the game. And the truth is in life, when you go to play a game against someone, you might lose the game, but you don't really lose. You just lost that game. You can go back and play another game and then win again. When we get rid of this competitive energy and we open up to a creative energy, we learn that we can always create a better way of life. We can always create more health, more energy, more love more money, more success, better relationships. We can create what we want. So what I learned was that when I came out of um, uh, winning the English championships, what happened 20 odd years ago, because I'm coming up to um, 47 years old now. So we're going back to like early 20s for me. And so over 20 years ago, now imagine this, like over 25 years ago, people came to me and everyone, oh my God, Skip, this is unbelievable. You're meant to be never walking again and here you are with the gold medal winning the English Sports Acrobatics Championships how did you do it? so back then I'm this excited kid who just wanted to share my experience and I said guys we got this whole game of life wrong I said what I learned at school is so outdated it's like it, it, it really half the most of the stuff that I learned I, I don't even use so why am I even learning it? I think the schooling system's out of date. Like we update our apps. We have to update how we absorb information, what what information we want to absorb. So what I ended up saying was that, and, and you've got to go back 25 years ago now. So try and get your mindset going back 25 right. years. And I start saying, guys, 
this whole game of life, this little 3D reality that we live in, this physical world, there is way more to this life than what I even knew. And I start talking about energies. I start talking about frequencies. I start talking about life being a vibrational frequency. And when we learn to change our vibration, we learn how to change our life. And at the end of these talks, dude, I'm freaking fired up and I'm sharing so much, but whoever I was talking to was just looking at me like, what the hell is he talking about? Yeah. I can't even grasp what the hell he's talking about. It just doesn't make sense. So I stopped talking about it because I didn't want people to think I was weird. So I went into the business world, became pretty successful in the business world, and so, I started being... So just to interject there, so going from an athlete, it was that your next move, going into the business world? Well, I didn't know what I was going to go into. Um, and being an athlete... It's great being an athlete, but back then, especially being a gymnast, there was no sponsorship deals. There was no like um, uh, reality TV shows that you know athletes and people can go on. There was none of that stuff. So it was like, like, what's my next step? And I looked at like coaches in the gym, and I thought, I, I don't really want to be like what you know then in my forties and fifties. What the hell am I going to go and do? And all I did was I took the discipline that I'd learned because when you get groomed to be a champion, it's not easy. It's not the easy road because there are times where you do not want to get out of bed. There are times when you know, I got in bed and I could sleep for like 14 hours. The body was just shut down yeah. and it was hard. And when you got like my coach was a Bulgarian, he was two times world champion. So that trained hard and they hit you hard. Just like, you know, they, they don't dangle a carrot and make you jump. They got that stick, they're hitting you with, you know, I mean, not physically, but they're literally hitting you with a stick. Yeah. And it's a hardcore, there's someone, it's like a drill sergeant, you know, someone in the army. And so I took that level of discipline and I just thought, you know what? I'm going to find something in the business world and I'm going to apply that level of discipline when I'm not going to find anyone around me working as hard as me. And it was a shift because it was going from the body and having to do stuff in the mind now. And... I ended up uh, being in a business where I was bringing acrobatics to different things like TV shows, uh, uh, TV commercials, hot uh, videos, like live events. And at that time, I just got lucky. There was no one else doing it. And I ended up being like the go-to guy where um, if there were shows on at the Royal Opera House or the Royal Albert Hall or um, TV shows, I would get the call to bring people to those environments to do acrobatics that would entertain people. But then through that journey, and this is what I want people to understand is, okay, let me ask you this question. Go on. Do you believe that we are human beings who every now and again, we might get to have a spiritual experience? Or do you believe that ultimately we're spiritual beings who are now having a human experience? Hmm. I would have said number one. That's what my gut was saying to me initially. But I think you're going to lead me to number two. Because, 100%. Because if we look at this game of life um, around energy, and if we look at the science behind energy, you're made of energy. The whole sure. force of life is built and created around energy. Now, with energy, within humans, we know we can have a positive energy or a negative energy. So what we want is more positivity. When we have a positive energy flowing through us, i.e. if we're in love and we feel feelings of love, usually from that place, no one's going to go and hurt anyone. But if we feel this toxic energy and we now know that we have anything up to about 60,000 thoughts a day, 
And we also know that most people, not the average person, most people, so it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, tall or short, big or small, doesn't matter what skin color is, doesn't matter what our belief systems are, we now know that 90% of most people's thoughts in the modern world are negative thoughts. Now, from those 90%, 90% of the thoughts that we had yesterday now come into today. So what does this mean? Most of what we're thinking is negative, and this is for most people now. So what we don't want to do is spend too much time thinking about stuff, because otherwise we're going to go into stuff which is going to bring up negativity. So when we understand that there are three ways that we can absorb life through the body, the mind, or the spirit, all of a sudden, the spirit isn't talked about in our modern world. Spirit isn't something that we accept as normal. It's the unknown, it's the unseen. But the way I talk about it is I say, right, let's look at it from our smartphones. We've all got smartphones that we use on a daily basis. Now, would you like to live life without technology? I mean, I, I would actually like to. Would you? I, but then you, but I, then you wouldn't get to communicate through social media. I, I know. I, you know what? It's a, a blessing and a curse because yeah. all my business predominantly is done through my telephone. I mean, yeah. I'm doing deals at night uh, via WhatsApp or a telephone call or whatever. Obviously, doing things like this, Zoom, uh, podcasting, everything else. Fantastic. But I do get my missus say, you're on that thing all the time. So sometimes I would love to think, could go to a little remote island, wouldn't need any, any technology whatsoever, live off the land. And um, you know what I mean? I think there's got to be... Tell me now, if you did that, you'd be bored within... Probably. Yeah, probably. We, we want to be stimulated. So what needs to happen is we've got to understand this is a, a, a great balance. Yeah. Because your missus is right. You know, if you're on it all the time, all the time, and she's not getting any attention, she's like, bloody hell, is this phone more important than me? Exactly. And of course it's not in your heart and soul, but the mind can take over and, uh, and we can allow the mind to just do too much sometimes. So we, we've got to learn how to create balance. So when we understand that this is all around energy, but let me just get back to what I was saying. So the way that you're doing your deals is yep. either through using 3G, 4G or Wi-Fi. Yep. Now, when before social distancing happened, when we were going into another business, you know, another building, or you go around a friend's house, what's one of the first things that you do when you walk in the house? You go, have you got the... Wi-Fi. <laughs> you got the Wi-Fi code, yeah. right? Why? Because you want to get connected to more people. You want to be able to keep a connection. You want to be able to make more of an offering or you want to absorb something. So now with Wi-Fi, let's just have this as a question. With Wi-Fi, can you see it? No. Can you touch it? No. Can you taste it? No. Can you hear it? No. Can you smell it? No. So hang on a minute. So we just understood that the way that you absorb life in your body, in your mind, is through your five senses. You either smell something, touch something, see something, taste something, or you feel something. It's not being absorbed through any of that. That's, that's, so what the that's hell a, is Wi-Fi? That's amazing. It's something non-visible and non-physical, but yet most people around the world use it every single day now. It's a bit like, uh, you, I mean, not that I'm going to go down this sort of conversation, but it's a bit like, it's a bit like religion, isn't it? You know, some people have one belief. Really? So, Let me explain why. Go on. Because religion is putting a gate around people. 
what spirit is doing is it opens you up to more life. Yeah. So let me, let, me, let me make it even more common sense. So let's take it back to uh, children. So have you got kids of your own yet? I have. Right, how old are they? Uh, he is, Mason is a year and basic year half, year and a half. Okay, so do, uh, do you know kids like four, five, six, seven, eight years old? Yep. Right, now do they have a lot more energy than most adults? Yep. Do they um, speak the truth more than most adults? Yes. Do they have a lot more natural love and joy than most adults? I would say so. Do they have a lot more creative energy than most adults? Yes. Do they go and connect with other humans? Like if you bung them in a playground, would they go and connect with other kids way more than most adults? Yeah, they've got no filter, they just go. Right, so all of these natural attributes that I've just mentioned, imagine if we had that in our adult life where we have more energy. And by the way, do kids learn faster than most adults as well? Yeah, they're sponges. Technology has shown that alone because for the first time in human history, we've now got the younger generation, the kids, teaching the parents and the grandparents new stuff because of technology. So what it means is that they've got less resistance going on up here in the mind. They're just able to absorb stuff faster. Now, the super cool thing is that when we get the balance between the body, the mind, and the spirit, and this is what I call becoming supercharged, that when that happens, all of a sudden, we absorb stuff faster. We're in the moment more. We can create more. We can experience life at a high level. We don't have to be knocked off balance. Instead of us having a, you know, a, a situation come in where most people wobble and then they'll fall over and some will crash, we can wobble but then we can get our balance real quick, real fast. And then what we find is that all of our challenges become a platform so that we can grow and become more. And whether we want more money, whether we want more love, whether we want more joy, whether we want more adventures, whether we want a better body, a better mind, a better business, whatever it is that we want, life is gonna feed us based on what we're feeling in any given moment. And if we have that wonder that children have, that's natural. Because no one had to teach a child how to walk. They figured it out. Hmm. No one had to teach uh, you know, kids how to have energy. No one had to teach, they had to teach kids how to learn. Yeah. Like you're labeled ADHD, but yet look at your abundant lifestyle. Yeah. So according to the school system, you're a failure. Yeah. According to life, you're an inspiration. Yeah. So what's broken? A lot of the systems that are on planet Earth at the moment are outdated apps. Like with technology, if you, you know, if I gave you the very first iPhone and said, right, Stephen, what we're going to do is we're going to meet on Zoom, and you're going to be like, hang on a minute, I, I can't get Zoom. I'm thought, oh, just update your apps. And you're going to be like, well, sorry, if I gave you the very first smartphone, sorry, not the first iPhone, you'd be like, what the hell's an app? Yeah. Because you have a mobile phone, but no display, none of all this stuff that's normal. Yeah. So we've got to learn how to update ourselves consistently. And what it means is that a paradigm shift is happening on the planet Earth at the moment. And this is why, like yourself, this is why I do what I do, because I've got myself to a position where when you create that financial freedom and you're not driven just by money anymore, what you're driven is by making sure that your quality of life keeps going up and up and up, but at the same time, you make sure that the quality of other people's lives goes up as well. And that way, when you're in a position where you're creating these win-win scenarios where everybody wins, all of a sudden, 
you're in a position where this force of life, this spirit, and it's got nothing to do with religion, dude. It, religion is draining a lot of people's spirit away from them because of what a lot of these religions are saying is that you must do good, otherwise you're going to go to hell and burn. And um, What the hell are they talking about? There is no such freaking thing as hell. Mm. There's a thing called life, and there are many different forms of life. Now, without bringing a spiritual um, message into this conversation, all we want to bring in is more life. When we have more life coming through us, this is where we get to be someone who can solve a problem. Instead of a situation where we can have two people go through the same situation, one person can be disempowered and be the victim and start telling everyone a negative story, and another person can be totally empowered and tell people an inspiring story. So we've got to choose which are we going to be. Are we going to be the victim or are we going to be the victor? And this is the stuff that I love plugging people into because it helps them let go of all their inner resistance, helps them open up to a new way of life, and in that, they literally get to create heaven on earth so, in this time, and so, it's magical. So what you're speaking about right now is resonating with me massively because, uh, again, going from the transition of school to, let's say, uh, the, the, the career that I excelled at, which was sales. Um, one thing I loved about sales, it, it completely span on its head what school used to tell me. School used to tell me, probably like you, but specifically me, because I was shit at it, was you've got no qualifications. We're not going to offer you sixth form. Um, A-levels is out of the question. University, you, you're, you're, you're a joke. You'll never go there. And because you've got no real um, you know, qualifications, you're, you're, you'll, never, you'll never get a good job and you'll never become a, a financial success. Now, when I got into sales, and I, and I, I kid you not, I was said that uh, multiple times, not only by the um, head of the year, um, but by a few other, few other sort of higher teachers, when I got into sales, the guy said this to me, it doesn't matter about your gender, it doesn't matter, matter about your race, it doesn't matter about your age, it doesn't matter whether you've been to university, college, or it doesn't matter whatever your background is, the only thing that you need in sales is this, you need energy, enthusiasm, and excitement. And if you can learn a sales presentation and a product that you're promoting but you can do it in this way and and transfer that enthusiasm over to someone else you're going to be wildly successful and i was like oh my god i have found my calling because i have this inner belief that well i haven't got any qualifications this is the only thing i'm going to be good at and because of that i felt it's either do this and become amazing at it or if i don't become amazing at this i'm going to fail everything else because i've been conditioned to to believe that and i stuck at it it was a hard journey for a fair few years and then I suddenly cracked it and then it gave me the encouragement to take the leap of faith to set up my own business. And everything that you're saying is kind of the, the stuff that they used to teach us when I was 20, 21 years of age or even still now. It's about your mindset. It's about your perception of uh, on life. If things are happening for you or have happened against you, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And I think it always comes down to that. And just one more thing. It's a bit like this whole whole COVID-19 scenario. Now, whether people believe it's an act of God, whether people believe it's propaganda, whether it, they believe it's really come from China or it's, or it's the common flu, the thing I always say to people is coronavirus isn't the problem. It's the media. 
because the media is conditioning your mind to believe that if you step out your door today, you're going to get so infected that you're going to die or at least pass it to your friends and family and they're going to die, which is far from the fucking truth. Um, that's why I've not taken one day off from work. I've come into London every single day. I've not been stupid, you know, obviously taking care of myself by eating the right stuff, training, being outside. I mean, staying indoors, you're actually going to become more ill. You're going to probably drink more. You're going to have more uh, uh, abuse, whether that's drugs or drinking or eating crap like sugars, which are going to inflame your body. You're going to be watching the news, which is going to be affecting your mind. And you're actually more prone to sickness rather than getting well. That's my little rant on that point. What's your uh, view on, on this whole corona situation? First of all, amen to what you just said, because it's the truth. And there's, so what it means to everyone, it, it doesn't matter whether people are buying it with conspiracy theories or not, you're never going to know the truth behind any conspiracy theory. That, that's just the truth. The, 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 when, when you get these big conspiracies that do happen, they aren't done by the average Joe Blocks. They're done by organizations that have a machine, an organization behind it. So the most important thing is to realize that nothing in life is going to mean anything until we pin a meaning on it. So we now get the choice to pin what meaning we want through this whole coronavirus um, chapter. I fucking love so that. what's going to happen is um, there are going to be winners that come out of this and there are going to be losers that come out of this. And I mean, the, 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 the stats are more people are still dying of other diseases and other viruses and other illnesses, but none of this stuff is getting the press. None of this stuff is, is making the headlines. So what people have to understand is that the news is a business. This is what people understand. They think it's a resource center. It's not, it's, it's made to make money. And the reason why it's made to make money is because there's a CEO of any news platform, whether it's on TV, whether it's newspaper, whether it's magazines, whether whatever it is, if they get less ratings, then their CEO or their manager director is going to get fired and they will bring somebody in to make sure that their ratings are going up. So with this whole COVID-19, all the media around the world are having a field day because they're getting more eyeballs, they're getting more ears on their stuff more than ever before. Why? The reason being is that the planet hasn't seen this level of uncertainty anywhere before yeah. in our lifetime. Yeah. So what's happening is people are now uncertain about their own health. And the only antidote to the virus is you having a high immune system. That's it. It's like, you know, people say, are you not worried about catching COVID-19? I went, are you kidding me? I said, if I catch it, it's going to be a blessing because here's what will happen. That virus will come into the body. Now, let me ask you this question. If, if, and anyone who's watching this, I just want this to be common sense because when people hear this information from me, people can go, oh my God, he's just full of crap because it's different to their belief system. Now, what I'm now about to say is going to challenge some people's belief system. All Good. I ask is that before I say what I say, don't reject it. Because if you reject it, what's going to happen is information is going to come in. And because it's different to your belief system, bam, you're going to reject it instantly. So if we change our belief system, all I'm asking people to do is just open up, just open up your mind. Don't reject it before you chew on this for a bit. So the only antidote to this antivirus, uh, sorry, to this uh, COVID-19 virus, the coronavirus is us. That's it. There's no vaccine in the world that is Definitely. Um, proven to work Consistently, what we're noticing from these vaccines is people are getting diseases. Now, for a lot of older people, these are the latest facts that 
You look at older people when it comes to the flu virus, they're, they're making more and more people try and get this flu virus. What we're now seeing is people, older people on their third round of this flu injection, we're now seeing them get um, mental health problems. We're now seeing them going to like senile dementia. We're seeing them having problems with their brain, dementia. And they're now proving that this is coming from the vaccines. Now, what we need to do is if there's any vaccine going in, we need to make sure that we understand, right, is this vaccine going in me? And is it clean? What's in the vaccine? Now, if, if there are things like mercury in the vaccine, all this stuff is toxic and poison to the human Aluminium, system. yeah, all the uh, antifreeze, uh, you know, uh, were they fetal cells from children? And I, I've read all about it as well. Um, and I'm a firm believer. Look, I'm a firm believer that uh, medication, there's a place for it. When I got knocked off my, my, my motorbike and I split my kidney open and I was screaming in pain, morphine, please give me fucking morphine because I need in, it. I'm in not, that moment, genius. I'm not going to knock it. But yeah. general day-to-day -day life, my belief is build up your own immune system and antibodies by having a healthy, clean diet, nutrition, yeah. distilled clean water, for example, um, you know, being exposed to sun, outdoor training, you know, you're going to become as strong as an ox. And I don't believe any pill or any kind of medication can it can enhance that. Maybe for a short minute, a bit, but it will bring it back down and bring your immune system, and then you become dependent on it. A hundred percent. So let me just sort of summarise this all up. So anyone who anyone is watching this, it can make sense. Let's say that we've got a whole group of people in a room. And, and this is before coronavirus, before people would really freak out around people sneezing. So let's say that someone walks in the room and they've got a flu. Is everyone in that room going to get ill with the flu? No way. No way. If someone walks in with a cold and it's a horrible cold, is everybody in the room going to get that cold? No way. No way. So the ones that have got weak immunity, that infection, that substance is going to go inside the body. And if the body's defenses aren't up, guess what? They're going to get taken down with it. When we learn how to boost up our immunity and we realize that health is actually our greatest wealth, and I know it's a corny saying, but it's the truth, but when we lay that health as the foundation and then we start to build on that, because if like, you, you're, you're building a little empire at the moment, you know, through different ideas, your business, your art, your blogs, all of these areas of life where you're putting more life into it. If you don't lay a solid foundation, let's just say that we're going to build a building. If we haven't got the foundations in place, if we haven't got footings in place, and then we try and build a hundred story building, first storm that comes in, guess what? Or maybe not even a storm, we might build, 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 and all of a sudden the whole thing comes crashing down. So the foundations are the most important thing to allow us to be able to build and build and build and build. So many people are trying to build their dreams on sand and they wonder why their dreams are collapsing down because they haven't realized that they are their number one investment. When we give this vehicle that we get to experience life what it needs, and it needs three simple things, and this is what I want people to understand, the most important thing that they need to get in their body, the most important thing, guess what it is? Water. That's the second. Uh, oxygen. Oxygen. Because we go, we can go months without food. Like when I run my retreats around the world, um, and, and people come and do them, they, and we don't, we do it without food. And people are like, are you insane? You know, you didn't tell us that 
we weren't going to go through this without food. And, and that's what we get on day one. As soon as they get to the end, dude, they're like, why did I not get taught this in schools? Fasting, they yeah. Way more energy than they've ever experienced in their life. Their creative juices are going, their natural joy that they feel, that nothing really bugs them in the way that m- most things do. And we fast the whole time. The only thing that we go on is a tiny little bit of our superfoods. But then what happens is when they start to literally experience a little bit of, because this is where what you eat, you know, you are what you eat. What you eat becomes you. Like what's going on for everybody right now is we're regenerating. So a year from now, most of the cells in your body are brand new cells. But the challenge is most of the foods that we're eating in today's world it's fake. They're dead. Yeah. They create an acid in the body. It's processed crap. And it doesn't have any life force energy in it. Like you think about it, there would be no life on the planet if it wasn't for the sun. That sun is beaming down heat and information to the plants. The plants capture it. They're connected to the energy of the planet. Those plants, those fruits, those vegetables, the nuts, the seeds, it's got the chlorophyll. Yeah. Exactly. When we start to eat that stuff, we're eating information, but what humanity has now done is because of fast crop rotation, because of all the, the herbicides, the pesticides, the fungicides, all the chemicals that they're spraying on the land, what we've done is we've now depleted the minerals in the soils from all around the world. Now, don't take it from me, take it from a two times Nobel Prize winning scientist, his name was Dr. Linus Pauling, and he says that you can trace every disease, every sickness, and every ailment to a mineral deficiency. So if the minerals aren't in there, and we can't create minerals within the body, we have to get them from plants. If we can't get, if we can't create the minerals in the body, and now we can't get the minerals in our foods, because our foods only contain five to 20% of the nutritional value compared to 100 years ago, and now we've got billions of people on the planet all competing for the same resources, i.e. the same food, but the minerals aren't in the food, where do we get them from? We don't. This is why we're not, and this is not me, this is the World Health Organization saying this. They're now saying that the kids that are now born are gonna be buried by their parents. This is insane. The only reason why that would happen is the physical thing that we live in isn't being given what it needs. So the first thing we need is oxygen because we know we can go months without food. Not, you know, we can go on these detoxes and all these ascended masters, they would fast for 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. Not doing fasting in the way that people are talking about it, intermittent fasting or when the sun's gone down, you know, we're not going to eat when the sun's up. When the sun's gone down, we're going to eat. I'm sorry, but all of this is stupid fasting. All of this is fasting that comes from religion that screws up the physical body. So what we do in all of our events now is we fast. And it takes people through a journey that they never would go through on a normal basis. And we are plugging people into high frequencies. Like, you know, my clients, like, you know, you mentioned Tamla Hassan. Yeah. So Tamla has been to my, you know, he's an actor. And I started working with Tamla when he'd lost everything. You know, his wife, um, his kids didn't want to speak to him. He wasn't getting any jobs. Um, he was out of control and he comes to one of my events and dude, he always comes back and goes through the events every single time. And on the last event I said to him, um, and he was on there, you know, with the guy, Greg Seger, you know, this guy's worth a hundred million pounds. And I said to Tamar, cause Greg was on it for the first time. And he said to Tamar, he goes, 
you keep doing skits events. And he goes, I know. And he goes, why do you keep coming back? He goes, because every time I come back, I get more. This isn't like a, a, a normal um, investing program where when you've gone to it, you've now got it and you just apply it and that's it, you've learned that and you move on. What I'm doing in my events is my events bring more life into people and it changes the way they look at food. It changes the way they look at their own mind and body. It changes the way they look at people. It changes the way that they look at success. It changes their creativity. It changes, it literally rewires people up in completely different ways than what we got educated with. Because you're now seeing that the education system is broken. Flawed, flawed. Because yeah. it's only built for academics. If you're an athlete or if you're an entrepreneur, how does it feed that? At the moment, it's not. So we're now seeing a change that's now happening in humanity. So what's happening is a split is happening. And what's going to happen is the ones that are sick and tired of being sick and tired are going to go one direction. And the ones that want to have the awakening are going to go in a different direction. So it's knowing which direction we want to move in and power to yourself for, for following your own inner guidance because you didn't get taught this stuff. No. And what you're now doing is you're now understanding that proximity is power. Yeah. Who we hang around is who we get to become. And by doing things like this where you're connecting with other people who've succeeded in other areas, you're learning stuff but all your listeners, all your followers are getting it together so that everyone can start to rise up. And what we're realizing is that this is actually a game of wonders. This is a game where when we look at ourselves, we're not better or worse than anyone else because the ego will do that. The ego will say, oh, I'm not good enough. And we feel like a bag of dog shite. Or if we feel like we're better than everybody else, at some point that's gonna come around and it's gonna kick us in the backside more than anything else. So learning how to create this balance and have this alignment is the best education any of us can get, ever get. Here, here, mate. So just a bit of an insight, what, what kind of things do you get people to do on your, um, on, what do you call it, uh, like the getaway retreats, uh, wellness to retreat, is that what you call it? Yeah, so, so on, on the, uh, so we've got, there's two advanced programs I run. One's called Detox Your Life. It's, it's five days total immersion. And when I say total immersion, you cut yourself off from life because we start at 7.30 in the morning. The earliest we finish is at 10.30 at night. Usually we go to like 11.30, 12.30, 1.30, like the one that Tamil was on and Greg, the last one. Uh, there was one night we didn't stop till 1.30 in the morning. But then we're with the group again at 7.30. And it's not wearing people out. I don't want people to think, oh my God, I couldn't do that. It's the bigger the skeptic, the bigger the growth. Is it called so Breakthrough Mastery? No, that's another one. So okay. Breakthrough Mastery that we've got coming up online. We just ran this. Uh, we just ran Breakthrough Mastery in Singapore just before um, lockdown started. Yeah. And to give you an idea, I've got so Success Resources. They promote Tony Robbins. They promote uh, Richard Branson, uh, Robert Kiyosaki. And you've worked, Trump. you've worked. You've worked alongside these guys. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And not only that, I've worked with them as well. Um, What's Tony so, Robbins like, just quickly? Because I think he's fantastic. Um, standards beyond belief. Wow. Super, super high standards. Whoa. And understanding where, you know, what he's really good at, Tony, is organizing stuff, putting structure in place, uh, you know, building systems so that things can grow and grow and grow and grow. And his level of discipline is super, super, super high. You know, the guy's mind is just 
I mean, I've taken I, I've taken one or two things from him. Obviously, it, like just being just kind of what you said about proximity is power. So yeah. just trying to resonate with people, have a like um, have your frequency really really high, have that energy, and you learn that from sales. But then also another one which is completely different, which is um, the discipline every single morning of having a freezing cold shower. Now, I know he's got many homes around the world and he jumps into his lake and as he's walking over to it, he's in mind saying, you don't want to do this because it's going to be freezing cold and he doesn't, he just goes in and I've learned to do that every single morning. I've got to tell you that one little bit of advice there, a part of my ritual, part of my routine is, is, is so powerful. And I've got it, I, I've got it in my head as well, Skip, just on this note, like I've got in the shower before, had a normal shower, because what I normally do, get in there, have a normal shower, bang it to freezing cold for like a minute or whatever. And before, when I was thinking about work, I've got out of the shower without doing it, I've half got dressed and I've realized I haven't done it and I've got back on trains to go back in there because I've got such a belief that I have to do it. Yeah. It has to be done, like it's yeah. without question. Brilliant. Now, for those who are looking at this thinking, well, that's just bloody weird. I don't want a cold shower. I like my warm shower. Let me explain some more benefits around it because the science. where that came from was a guy called Wim Hof. Yes. And so Wim, Wim and I buddy. So I've done a few events. So Wim Hof's called the Iceman. Yeah, I like and him a lot. Like 30-odd world records. I've done a few events with, uh, with Wim where we were both presenting. We were both like doing these interviews and we ended up doing this interview where um, – someone wanted to interview both of us and we're in this interview and what I love about Wim is he just takes action immediately and, and they didn't even use our names it was like because out in Asia the press labeled me the miracle man and it wasn't something that we came up it was just they start because of the results that they saw me getting with other people this miracle man just became a name that the press started to use and it just became something that we ended up adopting as well and so they used this interview with the miracle man and the ice man and when we go into a cold shower or we go into ice, what's happening is your body has to maintain 37 degrees or you go up or down one degree, you're in bed sick as a dog with a fever. So why would we go into ice? So when we go into ice and we've got now cold around us, what's the first thing we do? We go <gasps> and yeah. we breathe in. And so what's that doing? The body is breathing. The body's taking oxygen in. It's the most valued nutrient that we need. So that when that comes in, all of a sudden, if we can breathe and we can free the mind, because the mind's going to go, I'm going to die. I'm freaking freezing right now. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. That's what the mind is going to say. But if we can go beyond the realm of thoughts and we can start to use our spirit, we can start to use something else like the Wi-Fi, Spirit, you can't see it. Spirit, you can't touch it. You can't taste it. You can't smell it. It's a part of us. And if we don't use it, it's like trying to hop our way through lives when you've been given two legs. You've got two legs, you'd use both of them. If you've got a mind, a body, and spirit, let's use all of it. But spirit had this connection where it was more hippified. It was more like peace and love, man, and all this type of stuff, which was... Um, wrecking a lot of the industrial world. So they made a lot of this stuff to do with spirit illegal. This is why one of the other events I do is I take groups of people to the Amazon and we've got a secret location out there. And for 15 days, there's no connection with the outside world. 
and we bring in like plant medicine. We start to do things like with ayahuasca and we, we allow yes. this plant medicine to open up a new reality. I, I really want to try that. A friend of mine called Joe, uh, who's, who take, who's done it a few times, I think he's actually going to start opening up his own retreat in South America somewhere. He said it's one of the best experiences you'll ever, ever, ever experience in your life. Well, let's talk about it after because I've literally got about three spaces left because we had to post, we're meant to be in the Amazon in two weeks' time. So we've had to delay it until we're allowed to fly again. So we'll talk after about that. Okay. So what happens is when we go in the ice, and, and the reason why I mention this is because we're doing Breakthrough Mastery online. Um, we've just delayed it a week. It was going to be the 5th to the 7th of June. We're now going to do it um, the 12th to the thir- uh, 12th, 13th, and 14th. Is we bring in the ice bath. Because when I went through it with Wim and I said to him, I said, look, dude, why do you do all this stuff? I said, because I used to hate the cold. And I was like, you know, I'm sorry, mate, but to me, it just seems stupid. I wouldn't want to go in ice if you paid me freaking 10,000 bucks, mate. And he started to explain the health benefits. And now someone who's a health freak, now he's got my attention. I'm like, what do you mean? This has health benefits? He went 100% more than anything else you've ever done. I went, come on, dude, that's a freaking hardcore statement to make. I said, you know what industry I'm in. You know what I'm teaching people. He went, I'm telling you now. He said it's going to be the best immune booster you've ever done. I went, ever? I said, dude, don't be hyping this stuff up. He went, I'm not. He went into the science behind it. And and I said to him, I said, look, okay. And, and we were both headlining this event um, in Brighton. And, and after, I said to him, mate, you've just blown my mind with some of this stuff that you shared in this interview. I said, how fast would it take me to learn how to do the ice bath? And he went, you? He goes, what are you plugged into now? He said, what are you doing tomorrow morning? So what do you mean? He goes, I'm not flying home until the afternoon. I said, what, you got the whole morning free? He went, if you want it. I went, dude, I'm just clearing my diary right now. I said, now, I said, my morning is yours now. You decide what the hell we're going to do. So we ended up bringing in um, a little kiddies, um, uh, like paddling pool. And it was in Brighton and it was so cold out, mate. And I hate the freaking cold. You know, for me, I'm a summer buddy. Stick me in a pair of Bermuda shorts. Stick me on a beach with some waves or stuff, and I'm happy. So up to then, hated the cold, and and I'm thinking in my mind, like what Tony Robbins is saying, the mind leading up to it says, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. But only when you get in it do you get it. But you can get into it with an untrained mind because if you if you haven't got a trained mind, you're going to get in it, and the mind's going to go, Oh my god, get me out! Oh my god, this is insane! Oh my god, why did I do this? I'm so stupid! And then the mind goes into beating ourselves up. If we learn how to free the mind, and these are the techniques that I, I'm teaching people on breakthrough mastery, where anything that comes in that's going to challenge you, what would your life be like if any information could come in? And all of a sudden, it doesn't shake you one little bit. Would that be something worth learning? Of, of course. course it would. Now, the only way we can do that is by putting an obscene amount of pressure on you. This is how diamonds get formed. There's pressure, 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 pressure. And all of a sudden, there's a diamond in the middle of that piece of coal. And what I know within everyone is that if the right amount of pressure is put on us, we can start to shine like a diamond. We can start to add add more life to people. We can start to find solutions where most people can't see it. So all of a sudden, I went in this ice and everything about me was saying, get that out. 
And I was literally about to get out. My whole body went into a V-shape because of the way that I was conditioned. I was an athlete, and there's a very big difference between being fit and being healthy, huge difference. And literally, he went and stepped on my chest, and he went down. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it just shocked the hell out of me because I was about to get out. And I went into this breathing technique that I learned, and dude, the most insane thing happened. I went from being panicked in the mind to like, just, I was in peace. And I opened my eyes, I looked at him and I went, what just happened? And his words were, you mother, you got it straight away. And I was like, I feel like I'm in a hot tub. I said, dude, I could just stay here. He went, you got it. I said, what have I got? He went, you just freed your mind. Because within the mind, the mind would have told me to get out. The mind would have told me it was cold. So what we have to do is we have to retrain our mind by raising our standards, by going on certain courses, by finding certain teachers, by finding certain leaders that can guide us through processes and activations because through information alone, it's not gonna equal a transformation. Most people are now drowning themselves in information because it's negative and they wonder why they're living a negative lifestyle or a, or a lifestyle that they don't wanna be living. So they, they're self-sabotaging themselves, they keep tripping up. So when you go through a course like what I do, is you can't fake it. So one of the things that we're doing online, and, and like yourself, this is the first interview you've done online, we've had to now migrate things online. Because I sat down you know, with our team, and I'm like, right, what do we do? Do we wait until the event? And part of what we were doing was, you know, we've got a superfood company. So within, so the, I mean, you go back to tying things up, because I've left a few open loops. So what the cells in the body need, oxygen is the first thing. Water is the second thing. The third thing most people say is food. And I went, no, it's nutrients. It's what's in the food is what we need. Most of the foods that we're eating are either creating acid in the body, they're draining the body of energy, or they're numbing the body. What we want are live nutrients. Because all food is, is a shuttle system to be able to get the nutrients that are in the food into your body. So when we can get those nutrients going in, all of a sudden we're giving the body what it needs. So within one spoonful of our supercharged superfoods, you've got more nutritional value in that one spoon than what most people eat in a week. Now you imagine you're having this stuff like two, three times a day. Incredible. You're literally supercharging up your whole system. Most people's bodies are not used to living this way. Like John Lee, who was on um, earlier, as soon as I got him on the supercharged superfoods, you know, because you, you said that, you know, you know, you know John and Greg as well, they're all on them. Mm. Um, and Tamar as well, they're all on our, our superfood. They're all like, what the hell is going on? This is like fuel like I've never experienced before, but it's not a stimulant like a caffeine that will take your energy up and then crash then it down. Come down and mm. burn. Because what we're doing is most people have created acid in their bodies. This acid, and I just want people to understand this because we, we're giving the body oxygen, water, and nutrients. Forget food, just think nutrients. A lot of the food and the substances that we're putting in, they create acid. When we go and train, like you're an athlete, you know when you go and train hardcore, you're creating acid. Mm -hmm. Now, if we then go and live an acidic lifestyle where we're eating protein shakes that create acid, or we create, you know, substance, or we turn in substances that create acid, acid is going to break us down. This is why we're seeing pro athletes having heart attacks and strokes and dying on the field. What I do when I come along and I get, you know, asked to coach, you know, real high level people, the first thing I've got to do is I've got to get their blood alkaline. When we create alkalinity, 
We now know that disease can't live or manifest in an alkaline environment. It's impossible. Yeah. Now, we, to make a little bit of common sense, most people would love more energy. Now, we look at Duracell or Energizer batteries, they last seven times longer. Why? Because they're alkaline. That's simple. So when we start to add this alkalinity in our body, we're adding more balance. Now, for someone like yourself, you get labeled ADHD, you ain't the problem. Dude, you're a freaking inspiration. You look at what's naturally coming through you, where you're adding more life into people, you're creating more opportunities for people, you're creating situations. So it ain't you that's broken, it's the system, it's the labels. So what we, one of the things that we do on the events is we change people's identity. They suddenly realize that they're not who they thought they were, that a situation in the past might have given them a label. And all of a sudden we look back and there's a process that I take people through on Breakthrough Mastery where every single challenge that has ever, that we've ever gone through, we look at them and we turn all those challenges into the most empowering situations. So now we look back, we never want to get rid of the memory. The only thing that we want to get rid of is the negative emotion that's connected to that memory. Because if we can now look back, like someone said to me, okay, you breaking your back, oh, that must have been horrible. Oh, you being told that you're never gonna walk again, oh, it must have been horrible. I went, for, for a little part of it, but then when I look how it's fed me, how it's educated me, how it's inspired me. Has it served time, you, yeah. Dude, it's one of the best things that could have ever happened to me, ever. And, and it happened recently where we were filming a documentary out in uh, Malaysia. I slipped, uh, climbed up this waterfall, slipped about 50 feet down this waterfall, hit a rock at the bottom, snapped my tailbone, snapped this wrist. Now they wanted to operate in hospital straight away. And again, if the operation was right, I would have had it done, no problem. But I needed to tune into me to know whether to get this operation or not. And when I tuned into it, what I got was, no, you ain't doing this operation. And I'm like, what the hell? If I'm not doing the operation, well, I had a thousand people coming to one of my events in three days time. So when I asked the question, am I meant to be doing this event in three days time? And I now get this yes come through. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be freaking awesome because I'm in so much physical pain. Now, unlike you, um, I chose to feel the pain. I thought, right, if I wanna um, understand what's going on, I need to feel what's going on to know what step to take next. It led me up to the event. We'd done the event, I didn't have the operation. Um, things happened where we ended up managing to get all the bones back in alignment without an operation. We literally broke them in, in shape with this guy that they call a miracle worker out in Asia. Because all the x-rays, you could see all the bones were off. So we had to realign the bones from, like the tailbone was like a, a C shape. Uh, sorry, it was in an L shape that had been knocked into that L shape from a C shape. So we had to get that curved back again. And it was not from being uh, straight down the body, knocked over to one side of the body. So he had to realign those bones. As Soon as he realigned those bones, energy started to throw through the body that you can't even imagine. Now, I could stand up, but barely walk. So I did the event that way. Now, in the middle of that day, there was an obscene amount of pain. So like you then at the time, I now have a choice. I don't take the painkiller and I can't serve people. If I take the painkiller, which was an injection, I can then get back up on stage and I can do the rest of the event. Now, because my mission is just to serve people at the highest level, whether that be in their personal life or their business life, is to serve humanity. Because what humanity needs right now is a massive consciousness shift. And you look at all the animals around the world, they're all in harmony. 
There's no risk of life being in danger. We look at what humanity is doing to the planet at the moment. We're the only species that's now actively contributing to its own destruction, which is insane. We're meant to be the most intelligent species on the face of the planet, but yet we're causing destruction at a level that is insane. And if we carry on living the way that we're living, and this is not Skip saying this, this is science saying this. So of you course. can't argue with Skip, this is just fact. They're saying that if we carry on living the way that we're living, all life under the sea is gonna be gone by 2048. If we've just destroyed all the life under the sea, then we're involved with destroying life, not creating life. We're meant to be so phenomenal that we're meant to be creators, problem solvers. And we're meant to be having more life breathe through us to leave a better life for the next generation. So this is what I teach people that, but we start with themselves. We start with their own body. We start with their own mind. We start with their businesses. We start with their finances. So to give you an example, like Success Resources, who um, now promote all my stuff, um, they, they approached me and just said, Skip, we haven't had any of our speakers get the results that you're getting with people. Can we start selling your events? So they started selling my events. And to give you an idea, like the last Breakthrough Mastery, and we just had another call um, uh, uh, two days ago, and, and literally a message comes straight up on my phone. I, I'll show you the message. It literally just come through um, today because I'm asking people to, uh, where are we? Um, here we go. I don't know if you can see this. Literally two days ago, if you could see that, um, there's a guy on, hang on, there's a guy on there who's just saying, he's just landed another 400K deal. Now I'm not teaching him a single business strategy. What I'm teaching him is how to find more of himself, how to connect to more of life, so that when he needs an answer, bam, it literally downloads, like we upload and download stuff on our smartphones and computers, you're gonna to connect to the mainframe, not like a Wi-Fi, not like a 3G, 4G or 5G, you're gonna to connect to the whole intelligence that life comes from. And when we connect to that, whatever answer, whatever solution you want, it's gonna breathe through you. And it's got nothing to do with being religious. It's got to be, it's just opening up to more spirit. Mm. So when Success Resources said, oh my God, Skip, you've got these people having out-of-body experiences that are healing injuries, just like literally, like literally like that. And I'm talking stuff that they lived with for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, and they come, and a lot of this stuff just gets dissolved. And, and they said, but you know what we like is, you know, we like money breakthroughs. I said, all right, sweet, I'll get you some money breakthroughs. So we went through this money game, which we're gonna be doing on Breakthrough Mastery, and, and it changes the way that we attract money. It changes the way that we manifest money. And all of a sudden what happens is we open up to more abundance. And if you look at life, everything grows in abundance. And when we make decisions from this abundance frequency, it's not just a mindset. You have to be in the frequency. It's like, you know, if you're driving your car and you listen to Radio 1, wherever you go, you're still gonna listen to Radio 1. But if you now wanna to listen to, say, classic FM, all you gotta do is turn that frequency, and now wherever you drive in your car, you're now gonna to listen to classic music. The challenge is, most people's frequency is in a place where they just can't manifest what they want, but yet they want to. So what we've got to do is get them into these higher frequencies. And as they get in the higher frequencies, we start to turn into like these manifesting miracles. And, and that's what happens with these people where all of a sudden, like another guy, like he goes, I've got 90 grand in my account four days after the event. And he goes, 
I didn't even know that this stuff was possible before I started working with Skip. And now they come on the events and it opens them up to a whole new way of life so people can get what they want. Love, better relationships, a better mind, a better body, better experiences in life, more money, more success. It doesn't matter what they want. Life is there for the taking. And if we give to ourselves first and we learn how to fill our cup up and we keep our cup filled up, whatever overspills is what we give back to life. And we never run on a low tank. And that's what living a supercharged life is all about. <laughs> that's amazing, mate. Uh, listen, I know you're quite busy. I've definitely got some uh, other people I've got to attend to at the art uh, company here. Um, so just a couple more quick things. Where can people find you if they wanted to track you down, follow your journey, and maybe even come on one of your courses? Brilliant. So Skip Archimedes Live on Facebook and Skip Archimedes on Insta. We, we're not massively present on those platforms yet. If they want something free of charge, um, I know when this goes out, we would have already done it. Um, but if they go to skiparchimedes.com slash lockdown, then what they can do is they can get um, two free online masterclasses, which is called Coming Out of Lockdown Supercharged. So they're going to learn very, very different stuff than what the education system has given them, than what the government has given them, than what TV and radio and media, they're going to learn the secrets to living an empowered lifestyle. So that's skiparchimedes.com slash lockdown. Amazing. Um, I'll tell you a promise that I will do. So obviously this is the introduction uh, interview podcast that we've done together. I personally want to experience one of the courses with you. Um, and then let's just say, you know, a week after that, something like that, we'll do another podcast and we can talk about the, uh, the experience I had with it and my, my honest feedback and just listening to you for the last 45 minutes or so. There's a lot of energy. You're not even in the room, but I can feel your energy. You've got a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, and it's really, really nice. Um, Skip, I've got a like a catchphrase kind of mantra kind of saying, which is be happy, never content. Love it. I always say that at the end of my podcast. If I were to ask you what that means, be happy, never content, what would you say that means? Well, so the quality of our lives doesn't matter, again, whether you're young, old, rich, poor, thin, fat, whatever, the quality of our lives ultimately come down to the quality of the emotions that we feel on a daily basis. So happiness is something that's natural. But as we get older and older and older, what starts to come up in a lot of people is, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I don't have enough. And what happens is happiness gets pushed away. There is no point doing anything in life without that happiness vibe. And we can take that because it's free. We, can, we just have to tune into it. So, you know, being content is, it's important to be grateful, but we always want to be hungry for more. That's the most important thing because when we're hungry for more, life feeds us more. We can always learn more. We can always become more. And then when we get that, then we can start to give more as well. So I think it's a beautiful saying. Thank you very much, sir. Well, God bless and uh, hope, uh, hope you have a fantastic weekend. And um, did, did you say Monday, your... Your, yeah. Yeah. Monday, um, so it's this Monday, Monday. and Tuesday at one o'clock, and it's um, yeah, skiparchimedes.com slash lockdown. Okay. We're going out live at one o'clock in the UK, um, but on that link, um, I'm told that people, if they go to that link and they register, if they miss it, then they can get the, the recordings as well. And it's two, each one's about 90 minutes long, 
And I can tell you, when they've gone through that 180 minutes, they're gonna know what action steps they're gonna to wanna to take to improve all areas of the quality of their lives. So yeah, it's a blessing just to serve my brother. Good, I've got no doubt it's gonna be phenomenal and it's gonna be definitely valuable to people and um, all the best with that. So thank you for coming on thank board the podcast. Well done for doing what you're doing. I think it's an inspiration and, and I'm loving what you're doing. And what I'll do is we'll flip this one day and I'll come and interview you because we're doing a podcast as well. All right. So I'll no you with our audience as well. Yeah, amazing. Wicked. Thank you very much. God bless, brother.